Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 44. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to create a podcast for your students and how to make an amazing show in your home studio. We're going to be talking all over the map today with a great podcaster named Randall Black, a good friend of the show. I believe this might be the second or third time he's been on, and we are looking forward to learning a little bit about what he's doing. And speaking of podcasting with your students, we have a great new channel that I'd love you guys to check out today. It is called, ready for this? Podcastingwithstudents.com. Yes, podcastingwithstudents.com is your one-stop shop for creating curriculum, finding app reviews, equipment recommendations, anything that you're looking for. We are constantly building it over the next couple weeks, and we would love to have you guys there. If you're looking to bring podcasting into your classroom, check out our brand new podcastingwithstudents.com today and bring the love of audio and video to your students. And of course, there's several great ways that you can reach out to this and all of our shows. You can find this particular show on Twitter over at Podcasting Today. And leave us a voice message at teachercast.net slash voicemail. And of course, email us at feedback at teachercast.net. If you're a podcaster, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to have you guys featured on the show. And if you have any questions about how to bring podcasting into your studio or your classroom, we are here to help you guys out. Any time that you guys are looking for it, we love working with teachers and we love helping you guys grow your podcast. Now, my guest today is an amazing podcaster. He's got a few different shows we're going to be talking about today, and I'm excited to learn a little bit about what he's doing in his classrooms. He's got some great things going on with a show called The Howlcast. I want to bring on a good friend of mine, Mr. Randall Black. Randy, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I am doing fantastic, Jeff. I am so so thankful for the opportunity that uh, you know with, to get the invite from you to do this. Uh, and I, you know, I really want to share some of the stuff we're trying to do uh, at Spring Valley High School with the Howlcast uh, and the way we're trying to reach our community. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you, you know, obviously, you're a, you're a teacher. You're a technology integration specialist. You've got this stuff, but I know you from the Randall Black Show. Talk to us a little bit about uh, how did you get started podcasting. Well, initially, I tried to do podcasting with my students when I was teaching at uh, a small middle school in one of our local districts here, and that was in 2006 and 2007, and it, it it didn't go well, and a lot of that was because our kids just didn't have the technology in their hands, so I had to walk away from it. I had to say, well, this didn't work. Um, this wasn't a successful endeavor, but kept it in the back of my mind the whole time, thinking that at some point, I'm going to come back to this. Uh, and then a few years ago, when I was working as a technology system specialist, which is the big title for the guy that fixes stuff, um, I decided that I wanted to look for a way to give other educators the opportunity to share some of the awesome stuff that they're doing. Because in education, we spend so much time in the news hearing about the negatives. Test scores are down. Funding isn't isn't improving things. We hear about the inappropriate relationships that someone has or the, the teacher that gets arrested for a DUI. Just the negative stuff is what we get in the media most of the time. So this was my way of giving back to the educational community, my way of helping other people share their stories. And it's evolved over time uh, in, in the current form that I'm doing right now. Uh, I, I've cut the show back in length uh, and I haven't done a single interview part to my show in this current calendar year. They have been topic-based 
it's their topic-based episodes where I'm sharing information and bringing in recordings of other people who have input, but not direct interviews. What was it that made you make that shift in your format? I felt like it was just too long that the show was just at times was, you know, even though they were great conversations and I loved having them, we just spent a really long time, you know, 45 minutes to an hour talking about stuff. Uh, and I didn't feel like it was being as effective as it could be. So I also wanted to kind of gear down a little bit on very specific things to share that I knew could help educators in the classroom. You know, I did an episode about getting started with Office 365. I live in West Virginia where the West Virginia Department of Education has a contract with Microsoft who, and they purchase Office 365 for every employee in the education in the state and every student. So it was a way to present that information out. Here's some, here's some great things in Office 365 to help you get started. And it wasn't me having that conversation with someone else. It was just me sharing my experiences from what I've done. Um, and it, it seems like it's a format that I'm enjoying a little more um, and that I think can have more of an impact. Does it mean I'm giving, I'm giving up on, you know, sitting down and having conversations with people? No, at some point, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll bring that back in. I'll have those conversations again. Uh, but it's just for me right now, it's working. And it's that's the key in this. It, it's got to work for me. It's got to work for the individual as a podcaster to share things in the format that's best for them. You know, one of the things I like about this story is that you had a show for a while and then you kind of took a step back and said, is this working? And, you know, there's many ways to ask that question, right? There's, is this working? How are my numbers? There's, is this working? Um, is my time spent on podcasting good for my family? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's, is this working? Like, hey, am I having fun here with this? Can I do something a little bit different? And uh, if I understand your story right here, you did what many other podcasters did. You started a second show called EdTech Shorts. Yep. Actually, it was the third. There was actually oh. one before. There was one before EdTech Shorts. Uh, we have, you know, we like like a lot of other states. We had a statewide ed chat. Um, we had the West Virginia hashtag WV ed chat. Uh, and it's kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit. Uh, but at one point in time, I was doing a show called the West Virginia ed chat recap. That was actually the second show I did. And with that, we simply took the chat session for the week. We pulled out certain highlights and talked about those highlights to kind of give a quick recap. So anybody who may have missed the chat uh, or might be interested in joining the chat at some point could, you know, get some information about it. Uh, it, it worked for a while. Um, but it's like the chat kind of fell to the wayside. Our chat is currently suspended. Um, so the show kind of went to the wayside as well. So when we're looking at putting multiple shows together, when we're looking at coming up with all these different formats, what advice do you have? I mean, I, I you know, joking a little bit, but you know, many podcasters get to a point and they say, I'm going to do a second show. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about your, your thought process. I mean, you're putting together a show. You've got show notes. You've got a format. Mm -hmm. What goes into creating a show for you? With, with the Randall Black Show, it's a matter of setting down and outlining simply what it is I want to talk about. I write everything out first so that I have my outline in place. I have my format ready to go rather than recording and then putting the show notes together afterwards. Uh, for me, it works. It, it's been a great, a great system uh, to help me to keep things um, organized. EdTech Shorts, the, my current second show, uh, actually is 
pretty short form. My, my longest episode ever was six and a half minutes. And it wasn't even me. It was a, a guest spot from Casey Bell of Shake Up Learning who recorded something for me to put on there. Uh, Chris Nessie has recorded some stuff for me and put on there. So uh, of House of Ed Tech, if in case someone doesn't know who Chris is. Um, it's a real short format show, so it's a lot easier for me to plan. I can quickly jot down my ideas, sit down, record that, and move on. It's a much different process than the Randall Black show. Uh, and then with the Howcast, you know, because I'm working with someone else on that show. It's not just me. I have a co-host. He and I have a, a shared folder in Office 365 where we can throw things in there, put our notes down, record what it is we're looking to do. Uh, we're emailing, texting back and forth about it. So we have an idea. When we walk in the room to sit down and record, we know where we're at. We know what our general idea for the conversation is so that if we're speaking with just each other or if we have a guest on the show, we're not just meandering around a topic hoping to get there we have a plan in place and it's worked well so far and you know that shows is new we've only been going since december um so we're, we're still we're still working the kinks out in that format so when you say you write everything down are we looking at bullet points are you looking at paragraphs are you because like, uh, many p uh, new podcasters ask these questions like how much do you have to read? How mm -hmm. much can you wing it? Um, at some point, is it just become you know Linus's blanket that you have to have next to you, but mm -hmm. you're good to go? And you know, I got my own thoughts about this whole thing, but uh, I'm curious about with you, like how how much pre-show work is in there, and you know, what are you looking at when you do your show? You know, for me, with with preparing for the most part, I'm I'm treating a lot of it like I'm writing a blog. I am. Putting, you know, stuff is formatted into in full paragraphs at times because it's easier for me to follow that along. Uh, is there a time where it may just be bullet points? Yeah. If it's a topic that I feel completely comfortable with, if it is something I know I can just look at those bullet points and talk about, that's all I need sometimes. Uh, so that's an easy format. But once I finish the recording, I take those and turn those into show notes. So they go into full paragraph form. Uh, it's it can be time consuming at times. Um, my wife uh, sometimes is not happy that I'm spending some time working on this stuff uh, because, but it, it, it's, it's gotten better because I've been able to refine my process down and make it easier. You know, for me, it's, it's a matter of, I've done this now for two plus years, going on two years. So I've been able to, to make things work a little better for me. So how does that work? I mean, you're recording. Mm -hmm. You might have somebody else on the other end of a, of a conversation, mm -hmm. and you're reading a paragraph. I, I, how, I, that's well, not I, necessarily not necessarily reading a paragraph. Um, you know, it's it's really easy to tell when someone is reading something when they're recording if they're not comfortable with recording. Uh, and early on, yeah, it probably sounded like I was reading uh, because when you're reading, sometimes you start getting faster and faster and faster and faster, and it, things run together, and it's hard to understand. Mm -hmm. It, it's a matter of slowing down. So what, when I'm writing something out there, it's not necessarily that I'm writing it out so I can read it like a script. It's my notes that are going to become the show notes. So I can glance over and look at it and I can run with it from there because I've, I've already written it out. I, I know the topic. So it makes it easier for me. Now, there are some people who would have to write things out completely. Um, my co-host on, on, on the Howcast He's very reliant right now because it's a new format for him. It's something new. He's very reliant on having things blocked out together. Um, and it works for him right now just because he's trying to get used to it. Uh, but for me, like I'll look at the notes and stuff that we have together 
And if it's a topic that I've picked for the show to get us started, then I'm good to go. But he's still reliant and looking at those. Um, it's a matter of comfort. What What is it that is the easiest process for each person to, to, to go with? Now, like I said, early on, yeah, I scripted stuff. Uh, you were on my show in October of 2017. And my notes that I had written out for that, when we talked in, that evening, I had a lot of stuff written out ahead of time. I had a lot of questions written out. I had a lot of what I thought could be responses to things based on having listened to you for quite a while uh, and, and knowing your views of things from listening to you that I thought you might respond with. So I had a lot of information mapped out there and ready to go. Now, and at times, and at times it probably led the conversation and made it sound a little awkward. It, it may not have worked that well. Now, if I'm going to record with somebody, yeah, I've got questions. I've got bullet points but I let it go. I, I see what happens. And I try to come up with additional questions as we're going. So scripting it out completely, not my thing right now. Uh, but for some people it works. It's, it's always amazing how, you know, depending on who's on the call with you mm -hmm. um, or depending on if it's a guest or a co-host, Sometimes it does feel like you're doing things for the first time. I can remember last mm -hmm. summer I started doing the Ask the Tech Coach show with Nick. And, you know, I told him, like, when as, as soon as you come on the show and we're starting to riff together, for me, it's like doing a new podcast. It's like being a new podcaster because you're trying to get that vibe off of somebody mm -hmm. and, 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 and feeling how it is. And, and even like with you, I feel a difference between having a conversation with a podcaster versus having a conversation with say a company's CEO or yeah. uh, another educator whom, whom you feel is nervous to, to talk on oh, a yes. microphone or, or, you know, so you, you know, we're, we're kind of bringing these conversations up for anybody out there that's listening. Cause these feelings are normal. These are things that podcasters mm -hmm. talk about. Um, it's okay to script things. There's no rule out there that says, you know, after 30 interviews, um, Try change your thought process, right? You you can have anything that you need. Um, Randall, it sounds like you do a lot of homework for shows and you mm -hmm. listen to many, many things. Um, I'm kind of the opposite. I, I like to pull the information out of my guests as we come up with the conversations. There is no right answer. There is no right. wrong answer. It's really up to you. Um, the only thing that I can tell you is my philosophies on this um, as I'm sure yours have, have come from trying things, seeing if they work and to be honest, failing an awful lot. Oh yeah. And you've got a, you've got a philosophy on failing, don't you? When I was in my first year, uh, working as a technology integration specialist, as a tech coach, um, I was having a hard time and I went out to dinner one evening with my, my wife and my son and went to a Chinese restaurant and I got this fortune cookie and I crack open this fortune cookie and pull out the little slip and I just stare at it, uh, thinking, this doesn't actually say that. There's no way. And the fortune cookie actually said, failure is feedback and feedback is the breakfast of champions. And it made me realize that it is 100% okay to fail because I was afraid to fail. As a teacher in the classroom, I was afraid to fail. As a tech coach in this new role, a role I wasn't completely familiar with, I was afraid to fail. And once I realized that failure's okay, if I fail and I learn something from it, that has more value than any success I could have because failure will help me to grow. 
You can't grow without failure. If, you, if you're always succeeding, you're going to become complacent. And complacency is never fun. And it's never good. And for me, seeing that fortune cookie is as, as funny as it is. And I don't have the slip anymore, and I wish I did. But if you search that online, if you search failure as feedback and feedback as a breakfast of champions, in a Google image search, you will find a picture that I took of it, that it's the little slip laying on a wooden table. And it, you know, I, I, I took the picture, it's gotten out there and I find it all the time all over the place on the internet because I didn't, you know, tag stuff correctly to, to hold on to my rights on it. But it changed everything and how I viewed what was happening in that school where I was working. Um, and it helped me to grow. It helped me to change. You know, I'll tell you, I was a social studies teacher and the stereotypical social studies teacher is a coach. They're a guy who comes in, hands out the worksheets, lectures every once in a while and, and gives the kids a grade. I was a stereotypical social studies teacher the first couple of years of my career. And getting that fortune cookie while I was in that other role changed the way I view things in the classroom because I want the kids to fail. Not because I want them to fail to do badly. I want them to fail to learn. There's a lot of stuff that I think every podcaster can pick up in there. You know, mm -hmm. um, even on today's show, if we can open up the, the fourth wall here, we did our intro and Randall starts talking. <laughs> and I look over and I go, oh, I never turn his microphone on. And we had to start the intro one more time. We've been on plenty of assignments where you uh -huh. sit there and you go, oh, I never leveled the two microphones together. Oh, I got to go, go go do that in post. Or yep. I got to go tell this company that the interview that we did together didn't quite work out. You, you yep. always come up with those checklists in your head of doing that. You know, I, I often look at Facebook and you're 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 pretty busy on some of our Facebook groups together. And the question comes up, you know, what's what's the best what you name it right what's the yeah. best microphone what's the best app what's the best way to who's the best that you know there's only one way that you can find the best right and that's it's the advice trying. that i you, you and I, I i always say this to people try every website platform try every application you figure out what you like right mm -hmm. um nobody on facebook um, will answer the same answer I'll give for what's the best editing application for for your podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, wh what's your answer for that, Randall? What is the best editing application for your podcast? You know, I I'm an educator, so I, I look for stuff that's free. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of Audacity. I like Audacity. It's easy to use. But lately, um, with, with the Howcast and the way we've been recording, I've been recording in GarageBand. And it works well. It's it's simple. It's an easy interface, and it's free. So that you know, it, you know, a lot of people will get very upset if you say, "Well, I'm recording GarageBand. GarageBand is for musicians." No, GarageBand can serve that purpose to record your podcast. You just have to leverage what's available to you. See, and my answer for that is, I'm a Final Cut Pro nerd. Everything mm -hmm. that I do runs through Final Cut Pro. And even though I can say I'm an educator, and Final Cut Pro is three hundred bucks. Well, it was 300 bucks that I paid seven years ago, and I oh, yeah. use the thing every single day that I wake up. I'm on fine. So if you take $700 divided by three years, or sorry, $300 divided by seven years, it gets mm -hmm. cheaper every single day that you're exactly. using it. And, you know, 
enough about so so the bottom line is is what randall don't don't be afraid to yeah don't be afraid to fail fail failure if you learn something from failure it's a positive even though it's a failure it's a positive so talk to us a little bit about how you bring that into the classroom what is the howl cast well the howl cast uh, right now is recently launched podcast for spring valley high school spring valley high school in huntington west virginia is the home of the timberwolves now we don't have very many Timberwolves in West Virginia, but that was the mascot name that was chosen. Uh, I'm a graduate of Spring Valley High School. The very first year it was open in 1999. So I recently took a job there and I returned home. It's the district I live in. I was working in another county school district, two counties over, and this opportunity came up to come home. Um, and we one of the one of the things that we talked about in my interview for the position was a ways to better reach our community and being the i think only west at the time only educational podcaster in west virginia that i know of i said the school needs a podcast and here's why we need it and it kind of goes back to the conversation that you and i had in october of 2017 that you know our parents might and our kids might be looking at facebook for school info they might be looking at twitter they might now be looking at instagram they might maybe go and look at the school website. Um, Most of the time, what the information they're getting is word of mouth. And it's coming from having conversations with other kids or parents having conversations with other parents out in the community. And if we can reach them in another way, that might be easier for them, you know, with a podcast where it downloads and goes to their device automatically each week when we put a new show out. We're reaching our community in another way. And I sold that to the principal in the interview. So when I got hired, one of the first questions she asked me is, when are you starting that podcast? So, and, so what's the plan with this, right? You 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 record with the students when? Right, right now, it's just, right now, the students have not gotten involved in the process. We have a lot of kids interested and we're working on a plan to, to transition this. Currently, it's myself and our assistant, one of our assistant principals who used to be the tech integration coach at the school. We are heading up the project. We're the, the co-hosts right now. Our plan is in the fall to hand most of the duties off to our students. We're going to be there. We're going to hold their hands. We're going to help them with learning to edit. We're going to help them with the, the proper ways to record. We're going to help them with developing the topics for the show. Um, the, but, you know, we looked at it as our goal is we want to get it out there first and and get the community aware of this is here, this is happening. Uh, and then bring our kids in. We we've had one student as a guest on our show so far. Nice. Uh, we have we have a young man. He is a finalist for National Merit Scholar, and we we sat down with Nick and and had him on the show, and he talked about what is it about Spring Valley High School that prepared him for that honor and for his future and the things he has planned. So we're getting kids involved in that way. Most of the positive feedback we have gotten hasn't been from our community members directly. It's been from our students. And we have kids interested at least twice a week. I've got kids coming up and going, hey, Mr. Black, when are we going to when are we going to look at getting this podcast available for us to start helping on? And my response is we're working on building things up so that we can hand things off to you. Um, so that's that's our goal right now. As I said, right now, it's just me and, and, and Will, my co-host. Um, but we are working on plans on, on getting the kids to take it. The problem with it is we can't right now in its current form offer up, you know, a class for doing this. So we're, we're going to have to build up, you know, an after school program, a way to 
give them the opportunity to sit down, work with us. Uh, luckily, we have a learnings management system in the district, and I've already created a group in there in Schoology for the Howcast. So we can invite those kids in, use that as our platform, along with Office 365 and the tools that it provides to work with doing the planning and getting things ready to go. All right. So let's uh, let's, let's spend some time here rolling up our sleeves. We, we knew we were going to come here. Mm hmm. Equipment. What are you using? Uh, let's, let's, um, talk, let's talk at school first, and then we'll deal with the home stuff here because you've got a nice little setup here. So, uh, well, uh, for school, it, it's actually it's all my equipment right now. We have okay. not purchased equipment as a school. We we have some ideas. Uh, Will and I are both fans of the Roadcaster Pro, um, mm. so we're 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 looking at, at that as a possibility. We're still waiting on info about it, looking at more reviews as updates and things are done. Um, I'm, I'm I know you have one. So uh, I, I could easily go, hey, Jeff, give me the lowdown. What's positive? What's the negative? It's so, wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. Dave Jackson told me the same thing. So, you know, personally right now, you know, here in my home studio, I've got some, I've got two Samson Q2U microphones, USB XLR microphones that sound really good for the price. Very happy with those. Uh, I'm running a Behringer audio interface, simple audio interface on the desk. Uh, at school, we're using the same setup. I have a total of six of those microphones because I like those microphones so much. Um, my wife isn't happy that I spend the money on these things, but uh, it's a good mic and it, it has some versatility to it because if I'm somewhere and I just need to plug in a USB cable and record something really quick, I can do it. If I've got my audio, one of my audio interfaces, I've got a two port on my desk. I've got a four port in a case sitting here on the floor that we take to the school and use. We're good to go. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of that microphone, a big fan of Behringer uh, and their audio interfaces. Um, they, they work well, especially on the Mac. We will, of course, have links to all of these things um, in our show notes. Of course, this is uh, Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 44. And uh, let, let's talk about apps. You said that you're a GarageBand fan. Am I hearing that right? Right now, GarageBand is my go-to for at recording and editing. Uh, it's working well for me uh, because it has a lot of the stuff that I was having to do extra in Audacity. I can just click the button and it's turned on, like a noise gate to remove some of that background noise. It's a checkbox in, in, in GarageBand. It makes it easier to do that. EQ, really easy uh, to, to flip a switch. It's on, ready to go without having to run a chain or anything, a macro in Audacity to get those on. Talking about podcasting equipment is certainly only half the battle here. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, Randall, when we do, I want to talk about the other side of podcasting, which is the web design. Uh, something I love to talk about, something I, I noticed that you've got some nice little websites that you got going on here. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we do more with Randall Black from the Randall Black Show and the Howlcast podcast. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out today's program. I wanted to take a moment today to talk to you about my friends at Student Treasures. You see, Student Treasures has been turning students into published authors for more than 20 years. They've been providing everything that you need to turn your class into published authors, and they do it for free. Student Treasures free publishing kit makes it easy, and this hands-on writing activity motivates your students to write and inspires them to learn by turning their writing and illustrations into a one-of-a-kind book. Creating a class book promotes student collaboration, builds self-esteem, and is easy way to incorporate all 
of the educational standards. So you see, when you turn your students into published authors, you'll automatically receive a free teacher's copy of your class's book along with any copies ordered by their parents. Nothing will motivate your students more than seeing their work come to life in a real book. But don't take our word for it. More than 440,000 teachers have turned over 14 million students into published authors with student treasures. You don't want to miss the looks on their faces when they see their works come to life in a professionally bound book. They'll love looking back on this treasured keepsake for years to come. Learn more about publishing and turn your class into proud authors at studenttreasures.com forward slash teachercast. And we're back today talking to Randall Black all about his podcasting. When we last talked to each other, we said we were going to talk a little bit about uh, web design. And this is a conversation that I would love you guys to be a part of out there. There's several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows. You can find this very show on Twitter at Podcasting Today. Email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. And if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on our podcast, please leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail you can go to the page and you can leave a voice message right there from the website we would love to hear from you guys and help you answer all of your podcast questions now randall i gotta ask you here you have some some good looking websites here your platform of choice is what WordPress. these days wordpress I, I, i've been a wordpress guy for a long time um i've tried i've tried blogger i've tried squarespace i've tried Wix. i like wordpress uh wordpress is the 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 first real content management system web page builder website builder that i that i learned and I, i've been sticking with it so talk to us a little bit about your audio because everybody wants to know you know what do we do with the audio do you put it in google drive do you put it in OneDrive? do you put it in dropbox where do you go to put audio down and you know maybe it's the same for both classroom and 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 home studio but where do you put your audio these days uh, for the Randall Black Show and for EdTech Shorts, I'm using Pinecast as as my media host. Uh, great plan at Pinecast. It's it's pretty affordable. It's five dollars a month. Uh, that's unlimited bandwidth and that's unlimited shows. Um, and as an educator, uh, you know I'm looking for the one that's the, the 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 best value for what I'm trying to do. And with running two shows, having those separate there in that interface. Pinecast works really well. I've been really happy with with the stuff that Matt over at Pinecast does because I'm, I'm based on every interaction I've had. It's one guy running the show, and he he works hard and does a pretty good job. So talk to us a little bit about your web design theory here because I noticed you got stuff for school, you got stuff for home. Um, what's your relationship with WordPress here? Is it is it easy to pick up? Is it difficult? Can the average person um, get started using this? It, I, I think if if you're you know, if you can use Microsoft Word, if you can use Google Docs, you can you can jump in on WordPress with its visual visual editor and do a pretty decent job because it's it's very familiar. It looks familiar. The tools and things are there familiar. You don't have to know all the coding to be able to create some really good stuff with WordPress. Um, I have tried to talk with people and show them in the past how easy it is to use. Um, a lot of people who, who I've talked to about it, they've jumped on, created a free blog with wordpress.com and, and seen that, you know, this really isn't that bad. It's, it's not what it used to be. It's not doing the HTML coding uh, on the back end like we had to do in the past. Uh, and WordPress is growing as quickly as it has uh, and, and being so readily available uh, makes it really easy for somebody to just to pick it up and go. Um, for me, 
yeah, I know HTML. I know the backend stuff. I've done some PHP coding. I, I can do that stuff, and I've done it in the past. But WordPress makes it really easy for me to build a website that I can put my own content on uh, very quickly, very easily, and share it out. I love it. And, and you know, there's a lot of great places out there that you can do it. We, of course, recommend um, checking out a brand new place. If you're looking to build a website for yourself, educational web design com educationalwebdesign.com. If you're looking for a great web looking website, or if you're looking to take your own website and kick it up a notch, go on over to educationalwebdesign.com. We're putting together a fantastic platform for you guys, whether you're a beginner, an author, a speaker, or heck, even a podcaster. You can check us out over at educationalwebdesign.com today. We would love to talk to you and help you guys figure out how to create your digital hub. Now, Randy, I always want to end here with any words of advice. If you were getting started with podcasting in your classroom, what advice would you have to teachers? I'm talking here, you know, the fourth grade teacher that might want to bring an audio video or even somebody like yourself who wants to start a podcast in their in their schools. Any advice and, and you know, just kind of jumping into the fire here? I received some really great advice from a gentleman named Jeff Bradbury at one point that said, don't worry about the stats. Don't worry about the numbers. Make good content. And if as an educator, you want to share things yourself, that, you know, that advice of don't worry about the stats, share good content. You can take that and apply it with your students. If your students are producing quality product based on that content, then share that out there. Don't worry about how many of the parents actually listened. Don't worry about how many of your colleagues listened to see what these products your kids were making. Just make good content. And do it often. Yes. You know, last night we had a fantastic show, um, TeacherCast Podcast 190. Let's see what that was. That was 190. Four, where we had Richard Byrne on. And, you know, mm -hmm. we know Richard Byrne from Free Tech for Teachers. And oh, yeah. I asked him, you know, what is the secret for his success? And you know his answer? Just keep writing. Mm -hmm. Just keep making content. And we translate that into just keep making more podcasts. You know, we're we're, we're always out there looking for you guys, looking to have you guys, uh, you know, be on the show. And again, if you guys are a podcaster out there, we would love to feature you guys. We have been doing a ton of these things. In fact, you know, we're, we're recording this now at the beginning of March, and this is episode number 44. I think we were like episode number 20 somewhere in January. We've mm -hmm. been doing a ton of these educational podcasting shows. And not only that, um, it's given us some some feedback to start writing about it. I don't know if you guys have saw that there. We'll put some links in here, but we just did two posts on microphones for your studio, microphones for travel, for conferences. All of this content that we're putting out here on educational podcasting today is all from your questions and the feedback that we're getting. So check us out over at Podcasting Today on Twitter. Randy, where can we learn more about you and where can we follow the great things that you're doing these days? Uh, the easiest thing is if you hit randallblack.com. Um, I would love to have randyblack.com, but some guy's been sitting on it for 15 years, uh, and I keep I keep watching for it. But randallblack.com, uh, from there, there's links to all my social media, uh, and on every social media platform, I'm rgblack316, uh, and all of the podcasts that I either am doing myself or helping produce with the school all have links there off of randallblack.com. 
And one last time, Randy, thank you so much for being a friend of the show, supporting. You know, I love sparring back and forth with you on Facebook with all the comments. And, and you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a show sometime when we'll get a bunch of the Facebook guys together and gals. And we'll talk about how to, how to you know, be a member of the podcasting community. I love to do that show with mm-hmm. you guys sometime. Um, and it just goes to show you're not alone, right? And, oh, and, yeah. you know, going not back to what Randy said. Your first couple episodes are exactly what it is. It's your first couple episodes. Even when you're trying it with your students, the first couple episodes are their first couple episodes. Give it a shot. Nothing ever has to be published. You can always go back on things. And you know what? Let us know how you're doing. If you guys are looking at making a podcast, thinking about making a podcast, you can, of course, go over to educationalpodcasting.today. We've got some great you know, app reviews, curriculum reviews. You name it, we got stuff out there. And don't forget, if you're looking to bring a great website into your world to build a digital hub for your new brand, you can check out educationalwebdesign.com. We basically have it covered. No matter what you're looking for these days, you can find it over on the TeacherCast Educational Network. Don't forget, on Monday mornings, each and every week, we have our Ask the Tech Coach show, helping your instructional technology coaches provide the best professional development for you guys. Our TeacherCast podcast is going strong. And of course, every now and then, we pop out one of my favorite shows, uh, EdTech in the Classroom featuring today's best educational technology conferences. Lots of great stuff happening over on TeacherCast. I hope you guys have a chance to try it out. I have been having a fantastic time creating the content for you, and there's so much more coming up in 2019. So check us out. Find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And of course, we love to keep in touch with you guys. So email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. And please, I know I don't share this enough, but take a moment today and share TeacherCast with your PLN. Tweet us, subscribe to us, follow us, do all those great things. We would love to have you guys be a part of the TeacherCast Educational Network. And on behalf of Randy and everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.